Welcome to A Great Big City News, episode 23. Today, terrorism arrests, hands across America, and a Stan Lee statue. Visit agreatbigcity.com support to learn how to support New York City local news and allow us to keep bringing you this podcast. If you are a New York-based business and would be interested in sponsoring our podcast, take advantage of our current 15% off promotion at agreatbigcity.com advertising. Hi, I'm Trace Gilton, founder of A Great Big City. I was looking through the history pages at agreatbigcity.com history and noticed that 8, 9, and 10 years ago, there were major terrorism arrests in just a month of May. Here's a look at what was happening. Eight years ago, on May 11, 2011, two potential terrorists are arrested after acquiring weapons and expressing interest to attack city religious sites and the Empire State Building. It began when Ahmed Farani was arrested on a robbery charge and a detective overheard him espousing views on the treatment of Muslims around the world and his desire to participate in jihad. His statements led the NYPD to conduct an undercover investigation, befriending Farhani and arresting him and an accomplice, Mohammed Mamdou, when Farhani accepted firearms and an inert grenade that the NYPD provided to him. Nine years ago, on May 1st, 2010, a terrorist attempts a failed Times Square car bombing at West 45th and Broadway. Two street vendors noticed the vehicle emitting smoke and alerted the police, which led to a massive response and the closing of Times Square while the bomb squad evaluated the vehicle. Faisal Sazad was taken into custody two days later at JFK Airport as he attempted to board a flight to Dubai. And ten years ago, on May 20, 2009, four men are arrested in a terror plot to shoot down military planes and bomb Bronx synagogues. As part of an undercover investigation, an FBI informant proposed that the men take part in an attack against synagogues in Riverdale in the Bronx and to shoot Stinger surface-to-air missiles at planes leaving Stewart Air National Guard Base in Newburgh, New York. Provided with fake missiles and explosives, the suspects were arrested after parking the fake explosives outside two synagogues and received 25-year prison sentences. In what was initially thought to be a real terrorist attack, two years ago on May 18, 2017, a man high on PCP drives a car into pedestrians in Times Square, killing one and injuring 20. Just before noon, Richard Rojas intentionally drove onto the sidewalk at 42nd Street and drove north on the 7th Avenue sidewalk until hitting protective bollards at 45th Street. Rojas was subdued by a nearby ticket agent and a Planet Hollywood employee as police took him into custody. With a history of crime, incarceration, and driving while intoxicated, Rojas tested positive for PCP and was ranting incoherently when taken into custody, seemingly claiming that he intended to die at the hands of police after committing the attack. The one person killed was recent high school graduate Alyssa Elsman from Portage, Michigan, who was sightseeing in the city with family members. Rojas has been charged with second-degree murder and attempted murder, and multiple lawsuits have been filed between the victims, Rojas, and the city. Rojas is expected to attempt an insanity defense. 
We've been following the back and forth on Macy's plans for their flagship store in Herald Square, and this week the CEO confirmed to Bloomberg News that the company is moving forward with a plan to place a skyscraper on top of their existing landmark store that was built in the early 1900s. In the past, Macy's has floated ideas for either commercial office space or a hotel to be built above the store, and even examined turning the roof into a public garden. The tower being proposed this time is sparse on details, with only rumors that it will contain 1.2 million square feet of office space that could result in a variety of heights depending on how much surface area of the original store the tower would cover. The plan is for Macy's to extract extra income from its real estate to bolster its business, which has been closing stores and adapting to an online sales model. There's a daily stock market post on a great big city that features stock prices for New York companies, and you may wonder why Macy's never shows up on the list. Although Macy's was founded in New York in 1858 and the flagship store is located in Herald Square, the company is actually based in Cincinnati, Ohio, as the result of a 1994 merger with Cincinnati-based Federated Department Stores. Depending on what they have in mind, the tower atop Macy's Herald Square has a chance of being taller than any building in Cincinnati, since their tallest building is the Great American Tower at Queen City Square at 41 stories and 800,000 square feet. 108 years ago, on May 23, 1911, the opening ceremony takes place for the main branch of the New York Public Library. It had taken 10 years of construction, but the former Croton Reservoir was now the home of the largest marble structure in the United States. The celebration was presided over by President William Howard Taft, Governor Dix, and Mayor Gaynor, and attracted an audience of 15,000 attendees. The building opened to the public the following day and welcomed an estimated 30,000 to 50,000 visitors. Although the two iconic lion statues outside the main entrance were named Patience and Fortitude by Mayor LaGuardia in the 1930s, they were originally known as Leo, Astor, and Leo Linux after the Astor and Linux libraries that had been consolidated to become the main branch of the public library system. Today, there are 92 New York Public Library locations across Manhattan, Staten Island, and the Bronx. If you think New York could use a statue of Stan Lee, you're not alone. A Change.org petition aims to bring a statue of the comic book legend to New York City, and it already has over 100,000 signatures. Stan Lee was born Stanley Lieber in Manhattan in 1922 in the apartment of his Romanian-born Jewish immigrant parents at 98th and West End Avenue. He went on to create some of the most iconic characters in comic book history and regularly featured the city in his creations. It's this heritage with New York that led fans to create the petition aimed at the city council, suggesting that Lee should be memorialized in the city he loved. While the collection of signatures is far from official, the show of support may help move the idea a little further up the bureaucratic ladder of city government. One hundred and thirty-six years ago, on May twenty-fourth, eighteen eighty-three, opening day of the Brooklyn Bridge. After fourteen years of construction, the bridge became the only land crossing between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Over 150,000 people crossed the bridge on opening day, and at the time of its completion, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world and the tallest structure in the Western Hemisphere. 
It was originally known as the East River Bridge because it was the first bridge to cross the East River, or the New York and Brooklyn Bridge because the two locations were still separate cities until 1898. It would officially be renamed the Brooklyn Bridge 46 years later. We've touched on a few dark subjects during this episode, so let's end with the moment that brought everyone together. Thirty-three years ago, on May 25, 1986, Hands Across America takes place, forming a human chain from Battery Park in New York City to Long Beach in California. An estimated 6.5 million people gathered on a Sunday afternoon, with the line being multiple people deep in New York and stretched mostly unbroken across the country, with people holding ropes between themselves or jogging from one place to another in areas where the population was too sparse for a complete chain. The 15-minute event was the culmination of a fundraising campaign to fight hunger and homelessness that raised a total of $34 million that amounted to $15 million after operating costs. Organizers had hoped to raise $50 million by suggesting that each participant donate $10, but everyone was allowed to join the line. Great Big City has been bringing you daily New York City news since 2010, but the AGBC News Podcast is just getting started and we need your support. A Great Big City is built on a dedication to explaining what's happening and how it fits into the larger history of New York. Individuals can make a monthly or one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support, and local businesses can have a lasting impact by promoting their products or services directly to interested customers listening to the podcast. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to view rates and learn more. Great Big City is more than just a news website. To provide better information about what's going on in the city, Great Big City watches FDNY data and automatically sends out an alert if a fire or emergency becomes a serious event and posts that data to social media along with a map, the neighborhood name, and the nearest intersection so that you know what's happening if you see smoke rising into the sky. Follow Great Big City on Facebook or Twitter to stay up to date every day. Park of the Day Castle Hill Playground at Castle Hill Avenue and Parker Street in Parkchester in the Bronx. This playground, like the adjacent school, takes its name from the surrounding neighborhood, Castle Hill. During the Revolutionary War, the Castle Hill area was owned by wealthy landowner and politician, Governor Morris Wilkins, who constructed a home at what is today known as Castle Hill Point. In Parks Department events, you can learn the basics of canoeing at Harlem Mere in Central Park. New York is surrounded by water, but it can be intimidating to think of paddling in the Hudson. Take a lesson from the urban park rangers in the calm waters of Harlem Mere at the northeast corner of Central Park, beginning at 11 a.m. on Sunday, May 19th. The event is free and open to all ages, but opportunities may fill up quickly, so arrive early. 
Now let's join hands with our robot friend and hear what's happening across the city on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for the upcoming week. Garbage, LCD sound system, Mercury Rev, Phoebe Bridgers, The Mesthetics, and Yokar playing the Festival of Disruption at Brooklyn Steel on Friday, May 17th. The Dream Syndicate and $75 Bill are playing Mercury Lounge on Friday, May 17th. Mr. Twin Sister and Dave Luna are playing the Warsaw on Friday, May 17th. Taco Cat and Sammy Lonceta are playing the Music Hall of Williamsburg on Friday, May 17th. Uniform, Lame God, and Wear Your Wounds are playing St. Vitus Bar on Friday, May 17th. Sidewalks and Skeletons are playing Holo on Friday, May 17th. BTS are playing MetLife Stadium on Saturday, May 18th and Sunday, May 19th. Warriors and Awake But Still In Bed are playing Babies All Right on Sunday, May 19th. Juice World and Ski Mask The Slump God are playing the Hammerstein Ballroom on Monday, May 20th. Chromatics, Desire, and In Mirrors are playing Brooklyn Steel on Monday, May 20th. Chromio is playing Webster Hall on Monday, May 20th. Some 41 are playing Gramercy Theatre on Tuesday, May 21st. Chromatics and Holy Ghost are playing Brooklyn Steel on Tuesday, May 21st. Mono and Emma Ruth Rundle are playing Music Hall of Williamsburg on Wednesday, May 22nd. American Football and Pure Bathing Culture are playing Warsaw on Friday, May 24th and Saturday, May 25th. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events. Here's something you may not have known about New York. The striped bass was declared New York State marine or saltwater fish in 2006, in reference to their seasonal presence in the tidal portion of the Hudson River and in the coastal waters around Long Island. The extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 99 degrees on May 19, 1962, and a record low of 38 on May 19, 1976. Weather for the week ahead, rain on Friday and Monday, with scattered showers ending overnight on Friday, leading to a mostly dry and sunny weekend. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City, or email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to A Great Big City News wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, or listen to each episode on the podcast pages at agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening, and visit our podcast site to see the show notes and extra links for each episode. Thanks for being part of A Great Big City.